your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I would like to thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day. As always, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. In today's episode, we'll be previewing tonight's matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs, as well as diving a bit more into a discussion I had with some fans on Twitter last night about the Carolina Hurricanes' future in goal. So, getting on into the big stuff, uh, and that is, of course, tonight's game. Of course. And this is the first meeting between the Hurricanes and the Leafs since the David Ayers game. It's been a minute, folks. Obviously, that particular season got cut short because of the pandemic, and then the teams never ended up playing each other in the bubble or in the postseason in general. They just never played each other. That's fine. We had to do what we had to do. And now, yeah, so it's been a while since these teams have played each other and the Hurricanes are obviously coming off a pretty dominant win against the Columbus Blue Jackets over the weekend. They end up beating them 5-1 to one on Saturday and the, the game wasn't perfect in my opinion. Obviously you can hear my more in-depth thoughts in that episode so you can listen to that after this but you know again yeah they were it was mostly positive. Uh, you had guys like uh, Vincent Trocek, Jordan Stahl, Frederick Anderson, Sebastian Ajo. You had guys like that really stepping up to the plate and playing really well. The power play looked really good. They went three for six on there, but there was definitely some downs in that game as well. Frederick Anderson was continuing to have to bail the team out, and with... Yeah, when they're taking dumb penalties, defensive lapses, turnovers, just stuff like that. And I really think you know, that stuff needs to improve quickly because, again, in the Metro Division, you don't want to fall in a hole and just, again, because you don't want to fall in a hole and not be able to get yourself out of it because, 1819 that was a very rare case of them being able to dig themselves out of a really big hole that's not always going to happen and yes it is still very very early we're going into the fifth game of the season there's obviously still going to be these growing pains with having replaced half of your blue line so yes i am definitely still expecting to see some issues but i want them to I want to start seeing some improvement with it is where I'm going with that. And I do think tonight will be an interesting game. This is a first game of a four-game homestand where they're obviously taking on Toronto tonight, Boston on Thursday, Chicago on Friday, and Arizona on Sunday. 
And Toronto's struggling right now. They're sitting at 2-3-1. and one. They're coming off of a really rough loss against San Jose. And I think you know, this is really going to be a game where Toronto is really going to be feeling the pressure of, again, they're Toronto. They're going to be under a bit more pressure than, like, the Hurricanes or the Stars or the Wild or someone like that, you know? And I feel that on one hand, they may really come out hot because they are feeling that pressure. But it seems like they're having some issues in their locker room as well because the other day when Jake Muzzin was asked about how they felt playing Freddie, their longtime goaltender, he said that they're not worried about that right now and that they have other stuff to worry about in their room. So kind of wonder what's going on in the locker room there, what kind of issues they're having, and it definitely appears to be affecting them on the ice. And that's really interesting to see how things are going to go with Toronto tonight. Like I said, I think it could be really just one of the two extremes. I could see Toronto really coming out hot and bring the heat for, obviously, uh, against the Hurricanes because they are under that pressure. But I could also see their locker room issues continuing to just wreak havoc on their play and them just not play to their potential and the hurricanes just kind of have their way uh with the game like they did in columbus like they did in nashville like they did for the most part in the home opener where the hurricanes really just they play their game and toronto's just along for the ride so it'll be a really interesting game tonight as of recording, I don't believe morning skates have started, and so we're not really hearing anything about lines or anything like that, but I will definitely, obviously, give you my predictions, who I think will be out there for the Hurricanes, quick updates on just some big storylines heading into this game. We obviously talked about Freddie a little bit, and we will continue to dive into my preview for this game right after this quick break folks now does this sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for all the other good stuff well i want to tell you a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your tv together it's called direct tv stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about DirecTV Stream at DirecTV.com. That's directtv.com, compatible device required, content varies by package. We are back, and now it's time to continue previewing tonight's game. As you know, I mentioned, I really think we're going to see one of two extremes with Toronto. Either we're going to see a team that's really feeling the pressure and is going to come out hot tonight and really give the Hurricanes what for, 
or we're going to see a team that's continuing to have locker room issues and the Hurricanes are just going to play their game and Toronto's going to be along for the ride. That's what I'm thinking with Toronto. And the thing is with Toronto right now, they're obviously having some issues with their goalie. Jack Campbell is obviously going to get the start tonight because Peter Mrazek is still out hurt, even though he is traveling with the team on their little road trip. I know a lot of uh, Hurricanes fans were obviously a little upset, you know, because Peter, you know, he spent most of last year hurt, and I know a lot of folks were looking forward to seeing him when he came through because, you know, he's obviously really early on in the season that they're coming through. And it'll be the only time they're coming through, I believe. So it's really the only time for us to get to see Peter in the regular season. We'll see come playoff time, you know, where both teams are at, obviously. But yeah, Jack Campbell's obviously going to get the start tonight for Toronto. But one thing that had been kind of up in the air for the Hurricanes will Freddie Anderson get the start for the Hurricanes tonight. He would be the first goalie since Peter early on in the 18 or excuse me in the 1920 season under Rod Brindamore's tenure as head coach to start five consecutive games. Last year James Reimer did play in five consecutive ones when he got when Peter got pulled in Dallas and then James started four straight. Um, so it will really be interesting to see how that goes. As of the end of the Columbus game, Brendan Moore hadn't committed to a goalie. Obviously, that was on Saturday. He said that they would regroup, see where everyone's at on Sunday, see how that went. And obviously, like I said earlier, morning skate has not started, so we're not knowing who's in starter crease, whether it's Freddie, whether it's Auntie Ranta. But I did see some, some things earlier where... Freddie is expected to start tonight, and I do think that is probably the safer bet just with Toronto. I feel that you know you need Freddie for that game. I feel that you know he's the hot set of hands right now. You need to keep going with him. He's obviously used to being a workhorse, but you don't want to work him too much like he had been in Toronto and like the Hurricanes had done Cam Ward years ago. So I feel that I, I feel that we'll probably see Freddie tonight, probably on Thursday against Boston. I feel like we'll finally see Auntie Ranta Friday when we play Chicago, and then maybe on Sunday as well against Arizona. That's how I'm thinking the goalie situation is going to go. Obviously, we will see what happens. That's something only time will tell, but if I were to be in that set of shoes, that's probably what I would do. I feel you need Freddie for Toronto and Boston just with their firepower. I know both teams, especially Toronto, aren't the way they normally are, to say the least. But the talent on those teams, they could flip at any moment and be the team that we know they can be. So I would probably go Freddie tonight and Thursday and then Auntie on Friday and Sunday so but looking at the rest of the lineup I know a big question has been Seth Jarvis when is he going to play is he going to play the other night at the end of the radio broadcast a listener you know brought this up of saying how they actually could keep Seth 
through January if they don't play him. If he's basically just practicing with the team and he's not put in that lineup. And that's an interesting thing to consider. I don't think that's what they'll do, though. Um, because that just seems like a waste of time, to be completely honest. Yes, he has nothing left to prove in the WHL with Portland. He's way too good for them. He is. He belongs in the AHL is where he needs to be. But is sitting up in the press box and just practicing with the NHL team good enough? I feel like that's not really going to help him. So I feel that this is really going to be interesting tonight. Honestly, I don't expect any changes to the lineup. I really don't. As much as I would love to see Seth Jarvis in this lineup tonight, I would absolutely love it. And it's at home. You know that crowd would go nuts for him because everyone wants to see him so, so bad. And I'm obviously still holding out hope that we will see him tonight. But realistically, the Hurricanes are winning. They have a winning formula right now. I don't see Rod Burnamore messing with that formula. I just don't. Like I said, I want to see Seth. Don't get me wrong. But I don't see it happening. But I can tell you some things I do want to see in tonight's game. First and foremost, stop taking dumb penalties. (laughs) Good God, stop doing that. That is my biggest thing for this game. Obviously, penalties are going to happen. It's going to happen. It's part of the game. But it's the stupid, dumb, careless ones that they have got to get under control. We can't have another repeat of like the Montreal game. You can't have that. I mean, they've obviously committed dumb penalties in all the games in The game against New York, against Nashville, against Montreal, against Columbus. They've done it in all the games. Montreal is just the worst. But they've got to get that stuff under control. I would like to see them not rely on their goalies so much to bail them out. Clean your defense up a little bit. Obviously, there's still going to be those growing pains and stuff like that. They're still learning how to play with each other. So I know things aren't going to be perfect. I completely understand that. It's just the mistakes they're making aren't mistakes that this team has made over the past few seasons. So I would like to see things get cleaned up a bit more. And then just the top guys uh, continuing to produce. You have Sebastian Ajo, who had normally been slow to start the season in October. He's really off to a good start. You got Vincent Trocek. He's coming off a two-goal game. I would like to see Svech continue his point streak that he's got going right now. And then, obviously, I'd like to see some of the other guys, you know, Tavo really uh, factor in. He obviously always does. He always sets up really good shots and whatnot. I'd like to see him continue to do that. I would like to see Jordan Stahl continue to just produce the way he has. He's obviously you know, netted his first goal the other night against Columbus. 
but continue to build off of the season he had last year. I'd really like to see that. And I'd like to see some of our uh, new blue line guys really may step it up a little bit. They're obviously playing all right, but I would really like to see here Ethan Bear's name called, whether it be on a goal or an assist. I really want to see this defense really just start to take that next step. Like I said, they're obviously still learning how to play with each other. I get that. But I would definitely like to see them just just see that next step. Even if it's just a baby set, baby step, excuse me. I'd like to see that next next step taken tonight. I feel this this game could potentially be a really big test because of the potential that Toronto has. I feel they're going to come out angry. Whether that anger will translate into them playing really good or really bad, we will have to wait and see. Up until 7 o'clock tonight. So we got a little ways to wait, folks. But until then, you know, I got in a debate last night with some fans on Twitter about the Hurricanes' goaltending decisions that they made this offseason. And I figured I'd like to come on the show and talk about that stuff a bit more. And I will do that with you guys right after this quick break. You longtime listeners know all about Built Bar, but say you're new here for the season or you came in during the playoffs, I want to tell you all about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they have nine delicious original flavors, including coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, which is my personal favorite, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. They also have limited time flavors coming in and out of their lineup all the time. So you got to keep an eye on their website at built.com for those. But out of those original flavors, say you've only tried one or two of them, or you want to try them all, you can get a mix box where you'll get eat where you get two of each of those nine flavors. And regardless of the flavor, whether it's the original nine. Or a limited time flavor, all built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and are soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are also great for the health conscious individual as they are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. And right now, you can go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So last night in Detroit's game against Chicago, Alex Nelkovich had a really, really amazing save. And, you know, I quote tweeted that, you know, saying, quote, I'll never forgive you for trading him, Don. Obviously, I'm ramping things up for social media, of course, but I'm still not a fan of that trade. Obviously, I've talked about this before on the show, but I'll recap it for, again, some of the new folks here. At the end of the day, you know, I am still not a fan of the Alex Nelkovich trade because for so many years, the Carolina Hurricanes struggled to find a long-term solution in goal. Pretty much ever since Cam Ward's prime ended. And then he was having to be like Freddie of just get Freddie was in Toronto of just getting uh, 
overworked, overplayed, and that's how Cam was. And he never had a good backup, so his career probably didn't end the way it should have. I think if he had a good backup, he'd be looked at a little bit more differently. And, but again, yeah, pretty much ever since his prime ended, they needed a long-term solution, and they could never find one. Peters, good. James, good. Mac, good. And then, obviously, Scott Tarling didn't work out, and Eddie Lack was here, and Dobby. You know, there, there are a bunch of other guys that have come through, but never a guy that could have really stepped up into that number one role for an extended, for a for long term, to be the franchise goalie. And Ned had been in the hurricane system for a long time. They had invested a lot of time and money in him. And then he finally got his shot, like a real true shot in the NHL. Not a start here, not a start there, like a real shot. And he knocked it out of the park. And obviously the hurricane, I do understand why the hurricanes traded him they placed him on waivers earlier in the season they didn't see him as a part of the team's future but you look at the season that he ended up having he had a hell of a season and i figured that would maybe change the her the front office's mind a little bit and be more willing to continue to work with him you know because you'd already put so much into him and then he wasn't perfect in the last season but the flaws that were there could have easily been worked on and improved a lot of them were rookie mistakes he was a rookie and sometimes people point to you know the nhl games that he had before last season again that was just like a start here start there that was never really an extended period. And he got that extended period and he did really, really good. So I feel that they really messed up with the future of the team. Ned had an extremely high ceiling and he went finalist for the Calder. I mean, seriously. And it wasn't like he was asking you know, for a crap ton of money either. It was three and a half million. He took three in Detroit. So he would have taken less. He probably would have taken three million here because he wanted to be here. This is where he wanted to be. He said, yeah, he wanted to put his, for him and his family to put their roots down here. And I feel that, okay, yeah, Peter probably wasn't going to come back because he was upset about losing his number one spot. Okay, James, yeah, that was what it was. He didn't come back either. And I'm fine with the Freddy pickup. I just don't, I'm not a fan of him in Antiranta because while and I'm still not 100% sold on Frederick Anderson, whereas a lot of people are. They're very much looking at this game, this game, this game. They're not looking at the big picture, whereas the past couple years in Toronto, he was kind of, wasn't great, and he was hurt. He's on the wrong side of 30. I'm looking at that. 
obviously, you know, he's turning into the player that the Hurricanes wanted when they signed him of bouncing back. But we're heading into the fifth game of the season tonight in an 82-game season plus playoffs. Yeah, that's a lot. And can he maintain that level? Can he stay injured? Or not even necessarily that level, but again, guys, just being a good, solid, potential franchise goaltender. And that's what worries me. Are we going to get what we're seeing right now? What we're, Or are we going to get Freddie over the past couple years? And then with Auntie Ranta, yes, there's he has been good in the past. But as of late, he'd been hurt. He played nine games last season. What are we going to get? And he's same boat as Freddie. Last couple seasons, not the greatest. Hurt on the wrong side of 30. Is this, I still not 100% sold on this is what you're banking your cup window on. Whereas if you just got Freddie and kept Ned, I think your cup window would have been open a lot longer. I think you could have had a good 1A, 1B type situation. Freddie, he wouldn't have that workload that he had in Toronto. He could rest more. He's older now, and he's dealt with his injuries. Even though he says he's fine, I say I'm fine with injuries I have when I probably know deep down I'm not fine. But... You know, you look at that stuff, and I feel with he could have rested a bit more. He still obviously would have gotten his starts, and then Ned could continue to develop in a really good system that he's been in, that he knows, and he can continue to build off the success that he had in the previous season. And then you still have a franchise goaltender moving forward with Ned, whereas Freddie, he's your reliable veteran that you wanted that can, again, be, let's say, the 1A, Freddie, or, you know, the 1B. I mean, you're kind of, they're probably going to get an equally split workload, and you got Ned that can go in, knows how to do things if Freddie isn't doing well, or vice versa, if Ned is, still continuing to struggle with some of those young guy mistakes, you have that reliable veteran there. And again, with Ned, your window stays open a bit longer because he's a lot younger. Freddie, you're maybe going to get four, three, four years maybe before your father time really catches up to him. Same with Auntie Ranta. And we'll see. Whereas Ned, he's 25 you got maybe a good eight years there, maybe longer, maybe obviously, you know, give or take a few years. And now with he's gone and uh, folks were pointing to how he's been in Detroit so far. And last night, you know, he was good. It's the home opener in the season opening. He wasn't, you know, I'll, I'll say that, you know, he wasn't great there, but he's also in Detroit which isn't the best place to be. So, you know, it's very... I'm not 100% sold on the decision that the Hurricanes made. 
I'm not 100% against it either, though, which is what I want to make very clear. I'm not against Frederick Anderson. I'm not against Auntie Ronta. Obviously, I do ramp things up for social media, of course. Got to get the clicks, you know? Um, But I still question this decision in the long term. Like, because the guys you have in your system, Alex Lyon, he's... This is something you talked about with Sarah Avampada before. Long term, he he's not going to be, you know, the guy for the Hurricanes in the future. Yeah, he's made his NHL starts and he's played in the NHL before, but he's not going to be that guy. He's not like Ned was when Charlotte was CHL affiliate, where you could pretty much have a guy ready to go for the NHL at any at the drop of a hat. You don't have that right now. You just don't with the goalies we have in the system. I think with a couple of the guys overseas that we had drafted in the past couple of years, I'm not entirely sure on the pronunciation of their names, but like the Russian guy and then the guy we drafted, I think in 2019, again, not sure on the pronunciation. I'm not going to butcher those names right now. But I think they have potential. I do. But they're not ready to go in the NHL right now. They're not. And the kid from University of Minnesota, LaFonte, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. He'd been good, but he definitely took a step back last season. And we'll see how things go with him. But like I said, you had a guy ready to go for the NHL. You had that. That was what you wanted out of him. And you had it. And then you traded away, and then you didn't even re-sign the guy you got him for. <laughs> That's one of the things that makes me hate it the most. You didn't even sign Jonathan Bernier. You traded for him and a third-round pick. You didn't even sign Bernier. You literally just have a third-round pick for your Calder finalists that you invested years in and money in and that's very frustrating and we will obviously see how this decision plays out we still have all of this season to go in the entire length of freddie and auntie's contracts so i mean this is obviously a very early ish reaction to that stuff but i did want to just elaborate on that stuff a bit more because like i said it i'm not against our new tandem but i'm also not 100 sold on it i really question this decision in the long term is it the right move and i don't know yet i really really don't but we will just have to wait and see how that stuff plans out we'll see you tonight whenever the hurricanes play the maple leaves whether it's going to be freddy whether whether it's going to be auntie i'm still putting my money on freddy for tonight but we will wait and see. That will obviously be stuff we talk about more in tomorrow's episode when we recap the game. The good, the bad. You guys know the drill with that stuff. As well as any other Carolina Hurricanes news that happens to come out between now and then. As well as seeing where the Hurricanes stand after tonight's slate of games. Because we know how the NHL is when it comes to balancing out their schedules. <laughs> but... 
With that being said, I want to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of the day. Now go make Locked On Fantasy Hockey your second listen and follow Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you in tomorrow's episode when we recap tonight's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs.